0: mindset it's how we see life people events and in some cases it can even dictate how people see you the high frequency mindset podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better host sally wagner is a coach and entrepreneur and she has some answers for you as well as some soul-searching questions for her guests that will definitely raise your vibe here's sally
1: Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner, and welcome to the High Frequency Mindset Podcast. I am very pleased to introduce my guest to you today, Tom Harris. Tom, welcome.
0: Thank you very much, Sally.
1: I'm so happy we were able to arrange to talk together today, and I can't wait for you to share with everyone about your business. So uh, just give us a little brief introduction of what you do and some of the people you serve.
0: Well, I am a business coach, speaker, and author, um, probably more of an author than a speaker lately, but um, uh, my uh, tagline or uh, brand or whatever you want to call it is the Contrarian Entrepreneur. And what that means, I have to explain the word contrarian to people because I think sometimes it has, initially it has a negative connotation, like contrarian means uh, hard to get along with and generally disagreeable and all those things. That's not what it is. Uh, it's, uh, to put it in simplest terms, it's thinking outside the box. It's, it's not listening to everybody else. It's coming up with your own answers and solutions. Hmm. So I I work with mindset a lot. I don't call myself a mindset coach, uh, but that's a lot of what I work with. I I came to the conclusion some years back that I think the failure rate for new businesses is maybe not so much due to lack of what we could call hard business skills, but it's uh, not having your head in the right place. And uh, I have yet to meet anybody who was thinking about going into business, uh, you know, pre-launch stage or whatever, who didn't have stars in their eyes. They yeah. they live on fantasies about how wonderful this is going to be. And then later on, after they've been doing it for a while, they realize, hey, this is not quite as wonderful as I thought it was going to be, hoped it was going to be, and and so forth. So yeah. that's that's a short answer to your question.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not glamorous, right?
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and you phrased it perfectly. They do have the stars in their eyes and they have the dollar signs in their eyes, you know? Oh, yeah. A lot of people I think think as soon as they open their business, people are just going to come running to them and the money's mm-hmm. going to come pouring in and that's not always the case.
0: Yeah, I'll be able to get my new red Lamborghini within the first year and Yeah. No, I don't think so. Might yeah. might take 2 years.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I hear a lot of other coaches, uh, business coaches and mindset life coaches, you know, who talk about, oh, manifestation. And if you have the right mindset, it's just going to come to you like magic. Right. And mm-hmm. and and it kind of ignores the hard work of what is involved in mm-hmm. starting a business, running a business, making a business successful.
0: Yeah. So I I I think I understand pretty well what why the failure rate of businesses is as high as it is. And yeah. I guess I guess if you ask me what my overarching goal is in in my business it's to do whatever I can to somewhat reduce the failure rate.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, because it it can be discouraging when people don't have the right mindset.
0: Yeah. 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 So mindset is is, is a complex subject, by the way, too. Yes. Uh, And I think uh, I think most people try to simplify it. Well, all you got to do if things aren't going quite right. All you got to do is change your mindset. Oh, oh, that it were that simple. You know,
1: Um, (laughs) I have
0: I have a course that I'm going to be publishing pretty soon called the human operating system. And it's about, the, it's about how the human psyche works. And a big chunk of that is about mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: there are a lot, a uh, long list. I've got like 130-some items that I've listed as mindset factors, things that affect your mindset. Mm-hmm. And all of these factors are interlinked to each other. And uh, they all affect and are affected by each other, theoretically. So the number of combinations of, of linkages among these these factors is like an astronomical number. You
1: know? mm-hmm. So anyway. Absolutely. And and that's what I was gonna ask you. It's it and you hit it. Um it is very complex. It's not simplistic the way a lot of people would want you to think. It's not like Peter Pan thinking happy thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more to it than that. And, and there are a lot of um, neurochemical components to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. What, what would you uh, perhaps maybe give us a couple of examples of the components that you've identified?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> like I said, there's a long list of them. Uh, age is something that affects one's mindset, obviously. Uh, I'm too young to do this, I'm too old to do this, or whatever. Uh, physical health, mental health, your attitudes, your hobbies, your interests, uh, everything. And it's not just that there are all these factors, there's variations on each of these factors. Mm-hmm. So if you take interests, for example, well, how many things are that the person could be interested in? That's an astronomical number in itself, you know. So... Uh, it, it's it's really complex and I, I don't I don't think it uh, I don't think it can be simplified and I don't think it does anybody any good to try to simplify it. No. Uh, and I, I think I think it does my theory is that it does help people, or at least can help people, to have some understanding of the complexity of it. Yes. Because yes. trying to simplify it is just kind of banging your head against the wall.
1: Yeah, and, and it gives people uh, unrealistic expectations about what's going to happen.
0: That is, yeah, that I was going to use that phrase earlier when I was talking about startups. Uh, uh, everybody has unrealistic expectations before they've started a business, you know? Yeah, oh.
1: yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a program that you're launching, soon. Uh, what is that going to do? Who is it going to be geared toward?
0: Um, my, my uh, ideal client, my only clients uh, are one person businesses in service professions, so they, they provide some kind of a professional service to either individuals or businesses, uh-huh. and the reason I, I uh, zeroed in on one person businesses is I am one and I've been one for a lot of years, although I did have a few employees at one time and the only thing I learned from that is I don't ever want to have employees again. <laughs> uh, I would, I would ideally like to work with, with pre-launch people, you know, who haven't really started yet, because I'd like to uh, be able to hopefully prevent them from making a bunch of stupid mistakes, rather than talking to them after they've made a bunch of stupid mistakes. Um, the problem, there's two problems with that, though, is I, I can identify people who have a business. It's hard to identify the ones who are thinking about it. So. Yes. And the other problem there is that the ones that are, are thinking about it and haven't started, haven't experienced it yet, uh, are the ones with stars in their eyes and the unrealistic expectations. And know they don't need any help because they've got it all figured out. Just ask them.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, because at that point, it's all theory. They don't have the practice yet.
0: Uh, The other thing about one person businesses is is I believe that one person businesses have a unique set of issues, which, um, you know, but if you add an employee, even one employee, it changes a lot in your business. All of a sudden, it's not it's not just you. You got to worry about someone else. And I think a lot of people think, well, if I can get if I can hire a person to help me. Well, you have to manage that person. And that reduces the time that you have to work on your business directly, because you're involved with what this other person is doing. And, and if you're like me, uh, you're looking over their shoulder to make sure they're doing it the way you would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Yeah, exactly. I I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were talking about that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes uh, unless you have a huge organization like Elon Musk level, you know, uh, when you're a a business owner, uh, sometimes hiring somebody just doubles your workload, doubles your problems. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It creates all kinds of issues.
0: Yeah. It doesn't usually turn out the way you theorized that it would.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but And so uh, let's go back to the program you're launching. What kinds of information are you going to be providing and what's the format that people will be able to access it in?
0: Well, uh, it's called the Contrarian Entrepreneur Academy and it has three different parts to it. One is a membership program Mm -hmm. and the other is just a la carte courses. And the third is a bunch of miscellaneous services, you know, one-on-one coaching and uh, topical coaching and so forth. Uh, the membership part, I think, is is probably going to be the most interesting part of it. But uh, the way it works, in, in simple terms, is that I'm going to have a, a library of short videos about various topics. And short meaning three, never more than ten minutes, hopefully. And I'm I've looked at the subject of self-study, and it doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you look at the stats for the completion rates of online courses, they're dismal. They're anywhere from three to 6%, depending on whose numbers you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I decided to do is to build a couple of other things in there. The, uh, a member would watch the would watch a video, and then we would have a Zoom meeting, a small group Zoom meeting, to discuss the content of that video. And my theory is, and I, I think I've pretty well proven it to myself, is they can learn more from that group discussion than they learn from watching the video. The video is just the meat for the discussion, and then uh, I'm building in an accountability. Uh, mechanism into it so that a a Zoom meeting, the first thing that will happen at a Zoom meeting, it goes back to the the thing that happened last at the previous meeting, which is, you said you were going to do this by the time of the next meeting. So the first first question in a meeting is did you do what you said you were going to do? And if so, how did it turn out? If not, why not? And uh, then we'll go on to the group discussion and, and some other things. So uh, it, it's got some features in it that I think will um, enable people to learn more and probably more importantly to uh, be held accountable for doing something with it. Um, you can read all the books in the world, but if you don't do anything with what you learned, then it was all a waste of time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's just theory and philosophy, right?
0: And nobody's going to, I haven't read all those books behind me there either, by the way,
1: <laughs> I, that's, I not,
0: that's not a, that's not a fake background. That's my, language.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> envious of your bookshelves back there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the putting it into practice is such an important piece and the accountability factor mm-hmm. is very important. I mean, it,
0: I mean, it has to be there because, uh, you know, if you uh, being human, one of the things we do is lie to ourselves a lot you know? yes uh i'm absolutely gonna do xyz by the end of next week well if you don't do xyz and you didn't tell anybody you were going to then nobody's going to notice that you didn't do it exactly so yeah. um that uh there's a there's a quote that uh that r- relates to that um if it, it's very difficult to be accountable to yourself by yourself
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because we we give ourselves credit, (laughs) more credit than we deserve for things. Right. And and it's kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I did that. I did that. And Mm -hmm. yet when we have that external accountability, that really dramatically increases our chances of success up to 76 percent, as opposed to like you were saying, you know, self-study on your own. It's at least a 90 percent failure rate.
0: Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's quite a bit more than that. Actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And I,
0: I, oh, one of the no. interesting things I ran into uh, last year sometime was uh, a blog post where uh, the author of the post was saying, I read 100 business books every year. And I'm thinking, how about you read 12 business books a year? And so you have time to do something with what you learned from those books.
1: Yes. You know
0: the more books you read less time you have to do anything with what you learn. So
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, a few years ago I was talking with someone and she said something similar. Uh, She said last year, I met my goal of reading at least four business books every month and I didn't do anything with any of them. So this Mm -hmm. year my goal is uh, much lower and it also includes putting it into practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you absolutely have to put it into practice. That ties in with my uh, acronym that I coach people on, MSG mindset, which we've already talked about, skill set. Uh, we got to have new skills sometimes. And the G stands for get off your asset. You've got to take action and put it all into practice.
0: Action is the only thing that creates change. Yes. And, yeah. uh I am not aligned philosophically with the idea that we create our reality with our thoughts. We create our reality with our actions. It starts with thoughts, yeah. but a thought has to become an idea, has to become an intention, an intention, and then you have to take action on it. And that's what creates change. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When it's just floating around in here or wherever our thoughts are, that's, you know, Nothing happens. So we have to create it multiple times. As you said, we create it in our thoughts, with our intention, and then with our action. Um,
0: Another thing that I didn't mention about the membership program is there's going to be uh, every every member is going to have to maintain a, a personal idea journal. Where they write down, they basically write down their ideas, whether that idea turned into an intention or not. If it did turn into an intention, did you take action on it? And what was the result of that?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the other thing that I've told people is write down all of your ideas, even the ones you think are bad ones. Yeah. A a little part of a bad one can turn into a good one or can be used somewhere else and combined with something else. And that's really complex, too.
1: I love that. And it goes back to your whole notion of contrarian, right? To think outside the box. Mm -hmm. So many times we limit ourselves. We edit ourselves. uh, You know, it's like, Oh, that's not a good idea. That will never work. Well, who knows? Just write it anyway. And, and the more you do that, the more you open yourself up to that flow uh, and you are going to generate the ideas that are going to work.
0: Um. I, have, I use an analogy that uh, ideas are kind of like Legos. <laughs> if, you, if you just got a few pieces, you can build a few things. But if you got a lot of pieces, you can build a lot of things and bigger things. Yes. So I don't know that there's such a thing as having too many ideas. I mean, there's only a certain, if you've got a, a lot of ideas, there's only a certain number of them that you even have time to do anything with. Right. But at least you have an assortment of ideas that you can go through and say, I think I'm going to do something with that one. Mm-hmm. That one seems to me right now to, to be a really good one. So,
1: Right. And and how many times, I'm sure we've all had this experience, how many times have we had an idea that leads to another idea? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. it's just that whole sequence of opening yourself up, opening your mind up to let the mm-hmm. ideas flow.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I want to ask you one more question. Uh, I mentioned MSG and uh, all of those concepts are very important, right? Uh, Mindset. We've talked about skill set. You know, you're teaching people new skills. Sometimes we have to have a new skill set to get the right mindset and and we have to have a new skill set to take the right action. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, the importance of action. So. What is uh, perhaps pick one uh, overarching principle that you could point to in your life and your business? And you could say, yeah, that really was helpful to me in my success.
0: Well, I knew that pretty easily. That's the idea that um, um, what worked for somebody else will not work the same for you.
1: Yeah,
0: You are unique. And you and your business is a reflection of you. Therefore, your business is unique. Therefore, you're going to have to find answers and solutions that are unique to you, that fit you. And the source of those is not external. It doesn't exist in somebody else's coaching program. It doesn't exist in books or videos. It's within you to uh, come up with your own answers and solutions because they're the ones that will ultimately work best for you. Yeah because because they are unique I mean you might come up with some answers and solutions that aren't very good ones and we'll all do that from time to time but um, there's there, there's just too many people that wait for the answers and solutions to be handed to them
1: yeah.
0: uh, on a silver platter and it it doesn't happen it doesn't work that way so um, yeah. look look for the answers inside of yourself from your own experiences and from your own mindset, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's the key part of it. So yeah, and I love that, that. that notion is a little bit outside the mainstream.
1: It is. Yeah, because <laughs> we hear so many, uh, you know, going back and we can all name the experts will just do what they did, and you'll be successful. Oh, no, that, that makes, that makes
0: crazy. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. There's
0: there's more than one guru out there, I won't name names. and said, well, look at successful people and do what they do. Yeah. Which, um, if I may be so brash, is just one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, ma- it makes no difference what somebody else did; that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Because you are unique. Exactly. There are patterns. There are probabilities that, uh, well, uh, a whole bunch of people did something kind of like that and it worked well for them. Okay, that's a that's a pattern. That's a probability,
1: mm. but
0: it's not a certainty.
1: No uh, don't know unfortunately
0: too many people are looking for certainties and there aren't very many of those in existence
1: right It, it just comes back to that hard work that that we have to do and not to discourage anyone but but that's the reality of it right you know that you can certainly reach out to other people for guidance ideas suggestions you know um Signposts along the way to to kind of guide you on the path, and yet ultimately it comes down to how do you internalize the information and make it your own.
0: Right, Uh, but treat those things that you get from other people as just that suggestions, ideas. Again, probabilities, but don't take them as oh, if you just follow these twenty-seven steps, you will get X, Y, Z result. Yeah, no, you won't. You might be lucky and get something close to it, but Um, probably it won't be very close.
1: Right. Yeah. And and it goes back to the unique nature of everyone, the unique nature of everyone's mindset, because I'm sure you've seen these studies. um, Mindset is so crucial to the outcome and uh, why we do things and what our motivation is when we do things. That's going to determine the outcome. And Mm. we can't always duplicate somebody else's mindset.
0: Well, you absolutely can't duplicate somebody else's mindset. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: There, there's just too many variables there, and and in your mindset, um, a couple of authors that I know of have talked about the idea of fixed mindset versus growth mindset, Mm -hmm. and that that's a terrible oversimplification. Uh, It's not one or the other, for starters. Uh, you're you're somewhere in, on a on a spectrum between growth and fixed, right. and there, I, there's actually in in my, to my way of thinking, there's no really no such thing as a fixed mindset, because it's changing all the time, uh, based on again a whole bunch of different variables. Um, and uh, and you have you have different you have mindset mindsets about different things. You know, you have a mindset about your business, and you probably have a mindset about different aspects of your business, and you've got a mindset about everything else going on in your life, and it it really is crazy complex.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. Well, I always enjoy talking with you. I'm glad that uh, you were able to get this on your schedule. And how can people get in touch with you?
0: Well, they can uh, go to my website, tomharris.us, not dot something else.us, And you can email, email me at tom at tomharris.us, or you can call me on the telephone at 877-901-9977.
1: Perfect. We always forget that the phones are for calls as well as all the other stuff we do on them, right?
0: And you can find me on Alignable. I am big on Alignable.
1: Yes. And that's how we met on Alignable. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Perfect. So I'm going to put all of your contact information in the show notes. So everyone who's listening, please check out the show notes and you can get in touch with Tom in that way. Okay. Thank you again so much for being here with me today.
0: I appreciate it.
1: Yes. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. I will talk with you again soon.